At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This MVP race is not much of a race when you really, really think about it. It's a great race. This box score battle that these three guys are having night in and night out is phenomenal to watch. They're one, two, and three. They should be one, two, and three on almost every ballot. But if Jokic is not your one, you got to explain to me what I'm missing. The analogy I want to paint and the picture I want to paint for you all is Giannis in a boxing ring because that's what he has to go up against every night. Giannis always has a counter, and that's why he's always able to impact games no matter what these defenses throw at him. I said the rest of the league is just really nervous about Brooklyn. I, like, I check it every day. I check the Brooklyn standings every day because honestly, honestly, I'm not there yet. I'm not so cleaning up my act that I suddenly want Brooklyn to win. I don't want them to win. Michael, this is why I know I could be a GM. Any of us could be a GM. Because they got some idiot ones out here, okay? Some GM who probably who probably either, either has a quarterback or doesn't have the credibility to put his name to this told the Athletic, quote, I think it's a reach by Denver for a player past his prime who is a below average leader. Come on now. Usually reclamation projects come for cheap. I just want to repeat, two third round picks Maybe a second if he plays 70% of the plays. Shouldn't you have learned from Indianapolis's mistake when it comes to putting playing time thresholds on this guy? I right. question everybody's sanity that continues to support this organization on and off the field. How about you, Gary Carter? I ain't say no name to whom it may concern. for good stories it makes for good narratives it makes for good uh you know build up for our, our league and um you know it's never too personal but uh you know we, we we understand that as competitors we want to win the game so going there with a resolve with a focus and just ready for whatever and you know the philly crowd is going to be what it is everybody likes to build that up um, but specifically for us, it's not about any individual matchups. It's about us going in there and just being a great team and, and building on what we set out to do. No, I don't, I mean, I'm not nervous. It's basketball. I put the work in to, you know, to go out there and just play my game and uh, live with the results. 
Um, every and honestly, like every game is a big game for us. We're fairly new. We got championship aspirations, and so every every game is a learning process for us. Um, no matter who we're playing. You know, Mike. Um, I'm wondering where where do where do James Harden go? Where, where does where does James Harden go? Where does Kyrie Irving go? Uh, where do some of these guys go? The rest of us just don't know about. They're able to kind of overcome the human condition. They're over able to overcome humanity uh, in, in general, and and not take things personally that are actually personal. Like James Harden asked for a trade out of Brooklyn to Philadelphia. So this is just another game. Even though he asked for the trade, Kyrie Irving was sitting alongside Kevin Durant, who did take it personally. Shout out Kevin Durant, who did take it personally and didn't draft James Harden on his all-star basketball team because he was in his feelings, rightfully so, because he's human. Can we just push that stuff aside and embrace, embrace that this is a very personal, very intense matchup between the Nets and the 76ers. They're in the same conference. They're both going for championships. James Harden thinks he's right. Daryl Morey thinks he's right. Ben Simmons is not feeling Philadelphia, uh, and he hopes he's in a better situation with the Brooklyn Nets tonight. This is what basketball is supposed to be about, man. Let's not play this game. Like, it's just some sanitized, another game on the schedule. We got to do what we do. It's about us. It's not about them. Are you feeling me on that? I mean, like, let's just go ahead. It's, no. it's an intense rivalry now. I don't think it's personal for them. I think it's personal okay. for us. I oh, think no. it's personal for us. Oh, it's not personal. The people who are who have been invested in the storyline, I, I think it's personal for Philly fans. I think it's personal when not it personal comes for ben to Simmons. one person and one person only, and that's Ben Simmons. The only person for whom it's personal is Ben Simmons. It's literally personal for Ben Simmons. Uh, Kevin Durant said something I thought was very thoughtful um, after the Nets' last game uh, in anticipation of tonight's sequel to Trading Places. Um, that I, I think speaks to how much this is business and not personal. Here's Kevin Durant. You look at it, try to look at it from his perspective. You know, you look up and Kai's not playing and then I'm injured. He hasn't won a championship before, so he's looking at his, his you know, he's 32 years old, I guess, and looking at himself and wanting to make a decision to get on a team that can kind of get him to that, to that contending, you know, being one of the last teams standing. So you look at it, at it from his perspective, you know, you say it is what it is. You can't really control how somebody feels when you're thinking like that. Hopefully stay healthy and their team stay healthy. We stay healthy. We have a great year. They have a great year. We can just move on from this, you know. So you got to realize these new dudes, you know what I mean? Like there's a difference between petty and personal. So Kevin Durant can be petty on TNT and not draft James Harden, okay? Right. But personal, no, it's not personal, it's business. And part of the reason it's business is because of how they all operate. Kevin Durant has changed teams twice. Controversially, less so with Golden State, but controversially both times. 
So Kevin Durant has had his personal reasons for making business career decisions, first leaving Oklahoma State to join the team against whom the Thunder infamously blew a 3-1 lead, join a 73-win Golden State Warriors team, and has never lived that down for a lot of people. Then, at the end in Golden State, when that relationship ran its course, obviously joined up with Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn. Kyrie Irving, you just talked about Kyrie Irving and the reception that he received in Boston, and he likened Boston to the ex-girlfriend that's waiting for a text, even though, as you pointed out, Celtics fans and the Celtics as an organization, they've moved on, okay? So Kyrie Irving has been there, done that twice as well. Demanding a trade away from LeBron to Cleveland, uh, to Boston, and then deciding after a couple of years to leave Boston to join up for a super team with Brooklyn. Personal is Kyrie Irving deciding that basketball is not so important that I'm going to get a vaccine, a COVID-19 vaccine that I don't believe is right for me. That's personal. So what I'm saying is I think Kevin Durant was being truthful. He was being thoughtful and honest the other day when he said you look at it from James Harden's perspective and maybe if you want Michael if you want maybe it was a little bit of subtle shade if you want he's never won a championship he never won a championship Kyrie Irving has made one of the greatest shots in NBA history I got two of them things and two finals MVPs right says Kevin Durant the one guy who doesn't have a championship his biological clock is ticking so he panicked he looked at Kevin Durant and said he's hurt he looked at Kyrie Irving and said, he's part-time. I got to make the best move for me. So the reason it's not personal for, right. for when it comes to James Harden is both those guys, Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, even, even though they could look at it and look at him with a side eye for his rationale, still understand what it means to make a personal basketball decision. But on the other hand, it is 100% personal with Ben Simmons. We're talking about his mental health and the fines that he accrued for mental health. Danny Green was, uh, I read where Danny Green was talking about how they, they used to play GM in the Sixers locker room and come up with trades for Ben Simmons. You know it's personal when it comes to Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, and it's obviously personal right. for the fans of Philadelphia. But when it comes to James Harden, no, James Harden, he's a higher gun at this point. Let me tell you, it's personal for all of them. I don't believe it. Like, okay, great. Kevin Durant does give, give give good interviews. I don't believe him. I, Mike, I just don't believe him. Look, you go to Brooklyn and you said it right. He did panic. James Harden panics. You go to Brooklyn with Kyrie Irving. And then James Harden comes on board. And all of a sudden, y'all rolling teams. Rolling teams. Like an offensive juggernaut. And it was amazing to watch for 16 games. Okay. But they were doing their thing. They were doing it. And now, James Harden, when you're hurt, see, that's just even more personal. When you're hurt and you're just thinking, I know you never heard this phrase before, you're thinking of your Kevin Durant, hold the rope. Okay. A uh, little inside baseball. But you're saying, hey, just hold on. I'm, I'll be back. Calvary's coming. You ain't got no problems, Jules. Calvary's on the way. We'll, we'll be there directly. All of a sudden, James Harden starts tripping. And he won't tell them that he wants to be traded, but he's not opposed to them trading him. It was personal for him because he didn't like what Kyrie Irving was doing and and, and checks out. And and it was personal. It was personal. I'm sure for Irving is personal for Durant personal. The Philadelphia thing personal, but let's let's define. Let's define personal personal and hard feelings personal and hard feelings. Yeah, it was 
personal for James Harden in that for my career. This is what I need to do. And this is not what I signed up for for you to be unvaccinated and available only for road games and for you to be hurt. So I'm going to personally decide to sabotage this situation so that I could force my way to where I wanted to go all along, which was to my BFF Daryl Morey and the MVP contender Joel Embiid. Personal in that regard. Hard feelings though, understand the egos at play here. Because in order for there to be hard feelings, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving have to feel like they need James Harden. Did they want James Harden? Sure. But two dudes as equally capable of putting up 50 points on any given night. Two of the best players, most gifted players in the NBA. I don't think that they're sitting back bemoaning the departure of James Harden because they don't believe that they need James Harden. Because if that was the case, Kevin Durant would have made a much bigger stink about Kyrie Irving choosing to be part-time for personal reasons. And there would be they, they would be walking around with their heads hanging. They, they don't they, these dudes are hoopers high level hoopers that ain't sitting around saying man man if we only had James Harden. No, okay, James do you they're all going to do humans. us. They're hoopers and humans. superhumans it's just like, and they can again they're not super petty, not, not super. They super can, ballers, they can be but petty. Not superhuman. They can be petty and they can say they can judge James Harden on his professionalism or lack thereof allegedly when it came to how it ended in Brooklyn. But okay, I'm human too. I don't care. I don't need I don't depend on anybody else. I'm gonna do me. I know what I'm capable of. So I'm gonna do me regardless of what somebody else is doing in any walk of life. I'm gonna keep it pushing. They gonna keep it pushing. They're not sitting up here laying in the fetal position. You know that meme with the Wolverine meme? Yeah. Where, they, where, where somebody laying in the bed, where Wolverine's laying in the bed, looking at the picture. Yeah. That's not them. At, that's not them at night, looking at James Harden, wishing James Harden had chosen right. them. That's, Kevin Durant's the best player in the world. Kyrie Irving believes he's the best player well, in the world. You think they worry about? You think they worry about James Harden? Look, They're not sweating yeah, that. This is. Here it is. Yeah, you'll do you, and other people will do themselves, right? Okay. But if somebody lets you down. If somebody crosses you, if somebody falls short, you might forgive them. But Diddy, okay, great. Never, let's just okay, let's just go ahead and stop right it. there. You okay, ain't but never wait, go forget it. But Diddy, but Diddy, did he let them down? That, yeah. they're, let's, that, they're, they're, okay, in your opinion, yeah. I disagree. And part of the reason they're I disagree is I don't think they're about to be I don't, under five hundred tonight when they lose this game. James, about James to be under Harden, James Harden didn't let them down any more than Kyrie Irving let them down by not getting vaccinated. James Personal Harden choice. And, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. And, and this is why Kevin he Durant. He bailed. I never, that's on him. I, but do you think they're bitter because he bailed? You think they're bitter? Yes. See, yes. Let, see, let down, let down means I'm depending on you. Ab- I don't think those Ab- dudes are, yeah. were de- think that they were depending on him like that. Well, especially especially since uh, did they uh, want the, him? The, the sure. That's why they got together. But they weren't like, oh my god, we can't win without. It's almost like you're saying. Not, not, I know you're not saying this. I know you're not saying this, Michael. So I don't want to like put you. words in your mouth. Well, but it's like, oh, we can't win without James Harden. I don't think that that's what they think. Well, that's what you think. All right. I don't think that that's what they think. Well, here's here's the thing. Once once our full time professor just decided he wanted to teach night school, you know, a couple times a week. You know, we thought we thought you had full time. We thought you were full time office hours, Mr. Masterclass, uh, Kyrie Irving. We signed up for your class. Oh, wait a minute. You ain't here. We in New York, you're not in class. 
we got to go on the road to find you anyway. Once Kyrie Irving decided that he wasn't going to get stuck. All right. Uh, the, the, the rotation, the rotation really for the Brooklyn Nets changed and the expectations changed. But I want to say there, here's one reason you mentioned this earlier. Here's why Kevin Durant is different than James Harden and, and different than Kyrie Irving in terms of career decisions. Kevin Durant, some people didn't like it. I didn't mind it. Kevin Durant went from Oklahoma City to Golden State. Why? Hmm. He was a free agent. He was a free agent. He did his time in Oklahoma City, won an MVP. Mm -hmm. They were yeah. excited about him, gave, gave one of the great leadership speeches right. uh, slash MVP no, speeches I've ever no, heard. No, there's a difference. Moved on. He did the same thing when Golden he went to State. Brooklyn. He was a free he agent. Left them. Same thing. Left yeah. them. Free agent. The other two guys so, forced trades. Yes. Hey, and, and you guys know that. See, that's business. If, if a guy mm. is just is able to go in wherever he wants, his contract yeah, but is in, up. In, okay. in the NBA with, with, with player with player empowerment, like I, there's 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 only a, a transactional literal difference between being a free agent and forcing a trade. Guys force trades all the time. They've been forcing trades at the beginning of time. Michael, I, yeah, but, okay, I'm just saying, we, just Kyrie, we just saw Kyrie Kevin Durant go back did. to Boston. We just saw Kyrie Kyrie Irving go back to Boston. You tell me. And if, is it personal? But is it personal between Kyrie Irving and members of the Celtics, as in Jason Tatum, Celtics, as in Jalen Brown? Uh, okay, I'm not Jason talking about, Tatum. I'm no. not talking about TD Garden. I got you. I got you. Jason Tatum, not personal. It's all love. Jalen Brown is personal. They don't like each other. Mm -hmm. So Jalen okay. Brown and Kyrie. Did they like each other? But did they like yeah. each other when they played together? No, they did not. There's that. So my I mean, point is, yeah. in, in 2022, so, so, in a day and age where these dudes hang out in the summer, they practice in the summer, players move all the time, players force trades all the time, I think that today's player has a heightened awareness of and a heightened uh, level of empathy to other players taking control of their destiny. Because number one, if they decided to hold grudges and, and, and let it be personal, for people who decided that they were going to go and leave a team and jump to another team. It'd be nothing but right. people in glass houses throwing bricks. It'd be nothing but pots calling kettle blacks and calling calling kettles black. Excuse me. And nobody would have any friends in the NBA. And a lot of old school dudes and hate the fact that all these dudes are friends. I was just going to say, they, I was just going to say all of them. All based of them on your tight. scenario, your scenario, not so bad uh, for me. It's not so bad. I and, want I, and I'm a sure there's a lot of people that would now, prefer a league with, anim with hey, more animus in it. Yeah, just give me a little bit. Give me a little bit. Now it doesn't have to be that all the time. Just give me a, just a peek. <laughs> just give me a little peek of of 1980s basketball. Just a little bit where there was real hatred. Isaiah Thomas and Michael Jordan still can't stand each other. They still can't. Larry Bird and Bill Lambeer. Can't stand each other. They were on the same all-star team and Lambeer would walk on the bus and say, good morning, Larry. And Larry would say F you bill, but he'd say the real yeah. thing and it wasn't. They weren't even joking. So Kevin Durant and Draymond I, Green I, cussed each other out in Golden State. Next thing you know, yeah, they doing content together. They, they doing, doing, digital, they're doing interviews together. And, like I mean, they, all these things, they all they all buddy buddy man. Like so it's that's business the and they've though. been there and they and they know they know what it means. And again, Durant hit it. Harden's clock is different. Harden's timetable is different. Harden's impatient. Harden feels like I got I, I got to win a championship. I got to win, or at least that's what he wants people to believe. 
Yeah, before I you leave know, the so party. it's like when you look at it from his. So that's why I thought that was very mature, very thoughtful on Katie's part to say, looking at it from his perspective, because Katie knows what it's like for people to not look at it or not care about what it is that he wants or Kyrie Irving what you he know, wants. So yeah, personal like, only like, so far as making personal decisions, but not hard feelings. My, my last comment on it is this, you know, long time ago, you probably don't even remember this. It was so long ago. Uh, there was this sport. It's called baseball, Major League Baseball, and they, you know, they used to have uh, like great players, and they used to have something called the World Series. I know it was hard to remember that time, but baseball during the regular season, if your team sucked, and and you know who you are, uh, you're a fan of the Pittsburgh Pirates. If you're if you're a fan of of you know old school Kansas City Royals, Baltimore Orioles, your team sucked. You could say as a fan, you could say during the season. Hey, man, they can't hit left-handed pitching. They can't hit left-handed pitching. And the media would say it. And you go to the players, and they deny it all up and down. Go to the manager who would never admit it. And you know what would happen? They'd go to spring training the next year, and you'd ask, okay, why didn't you do well last year? And they'd say, well, you know, we didn't hit left-handed pitching well. They will tell you the truth eventually. So you mentioned a podcast with Draymond Green and Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is a podcaster. He's media savvy. Kevin Durant will tell you the truth. Maybe in a couple months. Season's over. He'll talk about James Harden. They'll tell you how personal I'm sure it is. I'm, 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 sure sure I'm sure there are things that James Harden did. I mean, there's plenty of reports to, to this effect. Plenty of things that James Harden did that rubbed Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving the wrong way and vice versa. But when you say personal, maybe we just had a whole conversation and I misunderstood you as if tonight has some kind of deeper meaning, as if there's a point to prove, as if the Nets want to show up in a tight red dress at the wedding in order to prove that you picked the wrong one or something. Mm. I don't. That's not what this is. That's not what this is. The Nets are worried about their own house, the Sixers, like James Harden is just an opponent now. He's an opponent now. There's, there is absolutely nothing personal for guys who have been there, done on, that, Gary. and gotten the championship T-shirt that James Harden does not have? Maybe I, I Gary, look, man. Maybe I'm giving, maybe I'm giving these dudes way too much credit. Maybe I'm giving them way too much credit. Maybe I'm, maybe maybe I think they're more mature, and maybe I'm falling for their acting jobs. I just think two yeah. two of them move too often. Two of them, you know, make power moves too often to judge somebody else. And say, Tell well, me about this red dress. I was way. messed up how you did this. I didn't Tell say about, about mine. I said hypothetically. I said, no, saying, I said hypothetically. So what hypothetically, what like what you, act, you act like they're bitter, like they're scorned. It's like it's Kevin freaking Durant. It's Kyrie Irving. Like they, they, these dudes ain't tripping. They got their own stuff to worry about. Okay. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Justin and so good. 
thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell, starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and more. So rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack Store. What will you find? Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, uh, Mark Tatum, the NBA, uh, the NBA's deputy commissioner, says that the continent has tremendous potential. What continent is he talking about? Oh, it's the motherland. That would be Africa. And our brother is in the motherland. Mark Spears comes to us from beautiful Senegal. And so, uh, Mark, when we talk about the NBA, clearly it's a global game. Uh, are, are we saying that that Africa is still, even though there's some uh, terrific African players uh, in the NBA, do you think Africa is still untapped when it comes to the potential of what it could provide to the NBA? Yeah, just being in Senegal uh, for about a week now, and you see that there's just a lack of you know, uh, infrastructure, there's a lack of facilities, there's a lack of coaching. And uh, actually, I was asked, you guys asked me about something later, but to answer your question, this T-shirt I got on is from the, uh, Seeds Academy, uh, Seeds Project in Thice, Senegal. And this is where Gorgie Dang from the Hawks came from. And you go there and their facilities are, are, you know, not probably even on a junior high level, but they're producing a lot of college athletes, producing an NBA player, 501c3 could use a lot of help and they're one continent. and so it's very very what they have but potentially see nba players coming from here uh on such a large continent is, is very vast 
Hey, hey Mark, you kind of froze in there. Yeah, he froze there. Not surprisingly, this is so. This is this is long distance. This is the epitome of a, of a long distance guy. There you go. Uh, we'll you, you got, we'll we got you back now. So listen, man. I went. Um, I went to Kenya uh, in the summer of uh, of 2018. Uh, to say it was life changing would be an understatement for me and my family. Um, I just want to know on a personal level. Well, I, I don't, I'm not sure if this is your first time or not. But to be in Senegal, to be in the motherland, and I saw on Instagram you posted that you visited the door of no return. I, I just love yeah. to know what this experience has been like for you personally. Well, I, I went to uh, Johannesburg in 2017 uh, for the basketball uh, Africa game, and um, everybody that was African Cape keep telling me that nah, that's not real Africa. <laughs> which I, I've learned that South Africans take offense to. You, you need to go to somewhere else. That's that's not real Africa. That's a European Africa. Um, Senegal is a real Africa. And going to Gory Island today was a very emotional experience to be in a room where slaves for hundreds of years were, were sent overseas, um, to be in a room where it was just men, be in a room where it was just children, be in a room that was just women and then to be able to stand in the area where they were like auctioned off, man, um, was, was sad, was hurtful. Um, and then that you saw the door, no return where, you know, basically that was the last time they saw Africa to, they were cast wherever they were sent in Europe or Latin America or, or to the Americas. So, uh, I'll never forget that trip. Never forget that ferry over. Mm. Yeah, I think. Uh, I yeah, think, no, uh, awesome. I would. I, I would have. I would have followed up. I would have followed up with. Um, when you say emotional, just I just wonder, even physically, you know, our emotions can manifest themselves physically. Obviously, tears and chills and other ways. I just wonder what it felt like. Uh, the literal feeling of oh there we, oh there you are hey Mark no I, I was uh, you got us now man. Yeah. Yeah, I was just gonna say you, you know you use the word emotional. Um, you know, being at the the, the last point that that's, that uh, enslaved Africans, uh, you know, touch their 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 motherland, their country, their countryland, their homeland, uh, before departing for the Atlantic slave trade. I just wanted to know, like, if you could, you know, describe just the the how you felt physically, like what you were feeling, standing in that 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 place that howls such horror. You know what I mean? Like I imagine. You know, when you move to tears, uh, just what, what does it feel like physically to be in that space? Mm. Frozen. Frozen. What's that? Because uh, I frozen. Just when you look at the door, it's a picture that I've seen for a long time, right? That we've been seeing since we were a little boy. And to actually be there in the presence of that door, I just froze. And it, it, I kind of felt the same way that I felt standing in the place where Martin Luther King got shot at the National Civil Rights Museum. You know, you just, I just froze and uh, I, I, I didn't cry in either place. I was just frozen. And, yeah. you know, I, I didn't even want to walk through the door, man. Like I, I took a picture. Um, our guy took a picture of me standing inside the door, but I didn't want to walk out. Um, another thing that st stood out to the guide when we started, 
he like looked at me and said, you're home, you're home. Do you think Mark, uh, do you, do you think you'll go back? But he kept, he kept, he knew I was American, but he kept saying I'm home. He kept saying, you're home, you're home. And I guess he knew I was American. So that, that probably might've hit me more than anything that this man was telling me that I was home. Do you think you'll go back uh, for purposes that are not related to work in the next year, two years, three years? Uh, you know what? I, I think that a lot of uh, Americans, not just uh, black Americans, but Americans should at least, you know, come to uh, Senegal. It's a seven hour flight from New York. I mean, you, you take longer to go to New York to Hawaii. Yeah, I'm in this really, really cool beach town called Sally. And I went fishing yesterday. Uh, they picked me up from the beach at the hotel and took me out fishing. The food has been amazing. The fish has been amazing. Um, and then you're like an hour away from Dakar, where Gory Island is near. And that's their like basically their New York City. Um, but Sally's like a cool beach town. Kyle Corver came out here recently with his family and went to the NBA uh, Academy and also to the Seeds Academy and brought his kids. He wanted his kids to see a predominantly black environment and learn from that, which which is a deep story in itself. So I, I there was probably more French people at my hotel than <laughs> black people at my hotel. But I mean, it, this beach is as good as any I've seen in Hawaii or in the Caribbean, and the food was was better. So, so may, maybe this is a good starter kit. Come come to Dakar, come to yeah. to Sally, come check out this beach town, and then get the the you know tour of Gory Island and go from there, and then go see the rest of the country. Basketball wise, before we, we bring you back to domestic affairs, uh, what is the most notable thing related to the Basketball Africa League that you have observed in your week there? You know, it, it's cool to see a guy like Robert Pack finally get a head coaching opportunity in this league. He coaches, he's coaches REG and the Rwanda team, and they're 2-0. Um, there's also a team called A.S. Sali from Morocco who has a fiend. And he... Yeah. Yeah. That wi- yeah, that, yeah that, wi- that, wi- that, that international Wi-Fi, man. That's yeah, they, they, they. Oh, we got you. Okay. <laughs> we got you back. Every time they, we think they have a female you. by the name. The African Internet fixes itself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Liz Mills is the first female coach in the Basketball Africa League and also the first female coach in the Arab country uh, and in, in the Arab world. She won last night um, where signature boots when she coaches and two Ethiopian women woman came up to her. Can you guys hear me? Yep, keep going. Yep, yep, keep going. An Ethiopian woman came up to her the first game. An Ethiopian woman came up to her the first game and said, hey, my daughters want to meet you and tapped her on the shoulder and she saw these two young 
uh, Ethiopian girls and and they told her that we want to be coaches like you one day. And Coach Mills kind of like uh, had an emotional moment before the game. She had a coach. and But she's making a worldwide impact. Think about it. This is the highest ranking woman coaching as a head coach in the NBA umbrella. That That's something to – you'll probably hear more and more about her. But um, – there's stories like that. There's tons of stories like that. And then, man, the atmosphere, bro, it's like mm. HBCU going wild, man. The band <laughs> the kid is crazy. They dance before the game. Uh, they're dressed in lion costumes. It, it looked like a great aerobic workout. Uh, the drums, the horns, the Kembe was dancing with them after the game, having a ball. I didn't know the Kembe could dance like that at 7-2. But he was he was getting down, man. He was so it was it was a well. I, I'll tell you what, Mark. Uh, I'll, I'll bet, and I know this as you said, African internet fixes itself, so it will fix itself. You'll hear this question. I know every basketball fan in North America is looking forward to the game tonight. So is every uh, basketball fan from Senegal to Ethiopia. Looking forward to Nets, 76ers. How do you see this game uh, uh, playing out tonight? Uh, is it the game itself on the court that gets your attention? Or is all the other stuff, the storylines that, that you are that you find compelling? I wish Ben was playing. And believe it or not, I don't think he's scared to play in that game. But I think they're being cautious with him. But he's supposed to be on the bench, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, I see this kind of like a battle royal. You got two superstars basically trying to tell the world who's the real beast of the East. And um, I'm curious, really curious to see. I expect a big game from Kevin Durant. All right. Well, it's going to be fun, but uh, you know what, man? We'll be at home watching this game. We would trade places with you in a heartbeat, Mark Spears. We're going to take your your advice and take this seven-hour flight to Senegal, man, and experience uh, some of that culture that you're getting a chance to experience. We appreciate you dropping in with us, man, and uh, safe travels, and we're going to keep living vicariously through you, man. Love you. Dietz and Watson's been making meats and cheeses the right way since forever. What's that mean? It means never cutting corners, ever. It means cooking, not processing. It means our Virginia brand ham that's cooked to perfection, then twice baked to layer the flavors. It takes more time, but you can taste the difference. We come to work every day to do it the right way, even if it's the hard way. Because if it's not right for us, it's not right for you. Dietz and Watson, it's a family thing since 1939. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. In today's episode of Won't He Do It? There it is. There it is. Almost, Michael Smith, almost a 100-day lockout. 99 days. Baseball, Players Association, at odds, arguing over stuff that really wasn't a big deal. If you really think about it, if you just go and you, you just kind of dig in there and dig inside some of the issues, it's some inside things baseball. that they weren't that they weren't that far apart. That's right, inside baseball tonight. We're very well done. They weren't that far apart, apart economically. They figured that out. And some of the other issues, the international draft, which should have happened 20 years ago. That was a deal breaker yesterday. They figured that out this morning. But really this dispute, this dispute really came down to taking baseball from, I'm going to be charitable, taking baseball from 1991, now I'll say taking baseball from 1992 and bringing it to 2022. Some of the changes that are coming to baseball in the next couple of years, and you'll hear that if you're a fan, if you're a big time fan of football, you're a football, big time fan of basketball, you say, wow. They should have had that a long time ago. Number one, they got a lottery. They have a draft lottery coming because some baseball owners, now you both argue with me on this, some baseball owners don't care about winning because the money's no, good. I won't argue that. Yeah, yeah. They that don't I care about that, winning. That, that, money's good. Yeah. Whether the team wins or not, whether you are 102 and 60 or, or 60 and 102, I, I don't care. So they'll tank. They'll run a shoestring budget. And uh, the checks never bounce. So just keep going on. I mentioned the Baltimore Orioles earlier. Baltimore, Pittsburgh. Sometimes those bad teams don't even draft the best player because of financial considerations. So there's a, a draft lottery coming to baseball. There's going to be an international draft in baseball. Ooh, I know some of these purists are going to be mad. Michael, the National League is about to get the DH, the new school DH which was instituted in 1973 in the American League. The National League never adopted it. Now there's going to be a universal DH. But spring training 
opens on Sunday. Somebody say Sunday. Spring training opens on Sunday. We got free agency. We Tonight. got trades. Yeah. We got a 162 game season still that's going to start in mid-April. So look, I've starts always loved week, baseball. Starts, no, April 7th. It's uh, April 7th, even earlier than that. It's a week a week after it was originally su- supposed to start. So we ended yeah. up losing so, the yeah, no, 99 uh, day lockout. Yeah, no. Week. That's the only thing I disagree with though. That's the only thing I disagree with, especially where I live now. Um, and this is a different story for a different day, but baseball should not start. If you're in the Northeast, you're in a cold weather area. Opening day, it was supposed to be March 31st, which is insane. You know, there's a st- in related news. There's another snowstorm coming this weekend uh, to a city near you. So they should not have baseball outside in Cleveland, in Boston, in Chicago, in New York City, in Pittsburgh. It's just stupid. You got enough teams where you could start all of you could start baseball if you must start in April. There's enough warm weather cities and domes where you could accommodate the entire league and then wait until mid-April when it's warmer and people can actually enjoy baseball games outside. But hey, look, I'm nitpicking. The bottom line is one of my favorite sports uh, is back. And sometimes they slap themselves in the, in the face. Sometimes they punch themselves in the face and do things that are just incomprehensible. But today they avoided a 100-day work stoppage. And baseball's back, man. I'm excited. Yeah, I mean... At the end of the day, I guess no harm, no no real foul. You know, uh, it avoided disaster. I mean, baseball looked like it was um, going to commit some kind of self-destruction. You know, it was headed for self-destruction. Um, and by baseball, I mean the owners. I, I mean, you, you, you touched on, but like the, the style of play issues, the, you know, the draft issues, the lottery, so on and so forth. This came down to the owner's wanting to crush the players financially like you know I this 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 wasn't greedy players and greedy owners this was owners that were trying to not just win but blow out the players association cripple and crush the players association into submission and as I because if this would have this would actually cost them games this would actually cost them a season which it looked like right. it might. It looked like there was no end of the sight to, the, to this thing. I don't think anybody would have looked at them equally in terms of blame. This was Rob Manford and the owner's fault start to finish. It's like they, it, it was never enough for them. It was never, it didn't, it, you know, just getting, getting the players to bend, they want to break them. And so this just yeah. looked like baseball yeah. was, 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 was going to just have potentially uh, irreparable self-inflicted damage because you know I had just gotten to a point where I didn't care anymore because if baseball yeah. didn't care enough to get its act together I stopped caring it, you know as my grandmother taught me and I know yours did as well a watched pot never boils so I was right. not sitting around scrolling and wondering what the latest was in these negotiations because it just seemed to me that the owners never really wanted to make a deal they never they certainly didn't want to make a fair deal. So having said all that, I'm willing to let bygones be bygones for baseball and just celebrate the fact that no matter how we got here, we're here. Uh, you know, yeah, I, 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 I've long ago preferred pro football 
pro basketball, but I, I grew up loving baseball and baseball will always be near to dear to my heart. I love the game. It is still part of Americana. Uh, there's still some evolution that needs to be done. There's still a lot of work well, to be done when yeah. it comes to growing. And that's the right word. Promoting the game, but you can't grow and promote a game that's locked out. And make no mistake, this was a lockout. This was not a strike. It was a lockout. This was a, right? lockout. a lockout. This was a lockout. And the, and the owners were at fault here, but they avoided disaster. So I don't think. Let's celebrate. Yeah. Yeah. Ha oh, happy I, I, day. I, yeah. Oh, oh, happy day. Go ahead. Uh, uh, get that song going. Get it going. Um, the, the Hawkins family singers. And I, I, you know, I never had the option with baseball, though. I never had the option of walking away. I think I talked tough. I thought tough. I was frustrated. I was angry. But it's just in me too much. I just think, think back like with baseball. And this is this is what baseball needs to do. Baseball needs to get people like I was, people like me, people who look like me, and my age. When I was like 11 years old, 10 or 11 years old, we had, and this is old school. We had the rabbit, you know, the rabbit ears on the TV, and you know, you get like you know three or four stations in black and white TV, and you know the neighbors, neighbors. I, I ain't gonna call any names, but the neighbors had the, the cable hookup. So <laughs> they ain't pay for it, but they had cable. I love it. God bless them. You talk about ingenuity anyway. Um, so I wasn't really watching the then Cleveland Indians on TV. I was listening to them on the radio with Neb Chandler and Herb score and they were terrible. I remember a cousin of mine, an older cousin. He's like, what are you doing? I'm saying, listen to the baseball game. He said, they suck. You find the, you find that entertaining. I said, I do. I just love the game. And so they were never they never won, but it was just the story of baseball. Some of the characters of baseball. Then it was a much more inclusive game when it came to African-Americans It's more global now. But it was uh, for lack of a better phrase. It was blacker then. And the game is still it, it's kind of stuck in some areas and it's got to the, the players and the owners have to work to bring baseball up to speed. So uh, no pun intended. The pitch clock will help. I'm not crazy about the shifts ban the band. in 2023. I don't like that. I don't like I'm not crazy what about a, a ban on shifts uh, because I think it's I think you can adjust to it. I know there's some disagreement. Some players say the ball, you know, they throw too hard. You can't adjust to it. I think you can. Um, I like the universal DH. I'm an American League baby, so I've always appreciated the DH and and quite frankly, watching most pitchers hit is is, is a snooze. So I, I think you need to come up there. But uh, you know they they changed uh, recently extra innings, making that faster, putting a runner on base. I think there there have to be some moves with promotions and marketing and you just like the, the mentality playoffs? of baseball. I. You like the expanded play? I don't. I, I don't because one of the I'm good not, things, yeah, are, you know, it gets, it gets, you know it's too crowded. It's too, I, yeah, go ahead. It's too crowded. One, and then two. One of the best things about baseball was the one-game playoff. There was a one-game playoff uh, last year between the Red Sox and Yankees. Winner go home. I mean, winner winner moves on. Loser go home. One game, no series. And I think with these expanded playoffs, you're going to have these mini series, and that's. I just don't like everybody you, you don't in have, VIP. You don't, no. you don't, you don't, you don't need that. But I, but here's the here's the thing with baseball. That that really should get the sports attention. And a lot of the old school baseball people, 
just won't accept that the game needs a reboot in a lot of ways. When the Atlanta Braves won the World Series in 1995, think about the stat. 1995, the Braves won the World Series. They had 29, an average of 29 million people watching on TV. The NBA, even though Michael Jordan was back, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't in the finals, the NBA had 14 million people on average watching. So 29 million baseball, 14 million NBA. Today, NBA and baseball neck and neck. So in the NBA is growing and baseball's audience is shrinking. And I think it's a shame because baseball has to do a better job of telling its story and marketing its story and promoting its we've been game say, we've been saying and changing that for its years. game. We've been saying that for years. I know, years. but they, won't, they I mean, don't believe like... it, Mike. The problem is they don't believe yeah. it. So uh, and they got to start believing it. Real baseball is back. Uh, so the nine you, you alluded to this a second ago. The nine inning doubleheaders and regular extra inning rules return. Man on second now a thing of the past. Um, the fun. I mean, and listen. Oh, are we burying the lead here? Um, you know, our parent company, NBC Sports, is a part of televising baseball games. You know, uh, Major League Baseball games. Apple Plus just signed a deal to televise. Major League Baseball game. So there's there's a lot of reasons to be excited. Yeah. You know, it's not perfect, but you know, no deal, no CBA is going to be perfect. A lot of these problems will rear its, rear its ugly head, but that's the conversation. Those are conversations for different days as far as I'm concerned. The bottom line is like baseball's back. They got together. They hammered out a deal. Best deals are when nobody walks away truly happy. And speaking of deals tonight, the madness begins. You know, we get we get we get hot stove. The hot, the hot stove is already cooking. So uh, great day for sports in general. Something felt wrong yes, about of, of, about you know going into spring for with a lockout for the first time in what since what ninety what was that ninety five? What, what, what was the, what was the last? Yeah, ninety five. Yeah, ninety four yeah. was the strike. Ninety five yeah. was the lockout, and they had a yeah. shortened season. They had in nineteen ninety five. They had a one hundred forty four game season, I believe. I I, I don't like a hundred sixty two game season. Where you you got base, we got World Series games. There should be no World Series games in November. No playoff games in November. No baseball. Baseball October. If you can't finish in October, you don't need to finish. Done. And probably should be. This short. is great. Should be one. Thing. Don't take this. Th- don't take this the wrong way. But I wish I could just like jump off now and go tune into yeah. like MLB Network or something. You know what I mean? It's just, it's just. I just yeah. want. I just want to watch. I just. Want, I just want to like consume the news. You know that is the bad. developments. I, I, I am too. I really am too. That was that was that that was it was discour it was discouraging. It was disappointing because it was unnecessary. You know, um, they hey, almost man. killed the proverbial hey. golden goose. And it and I don't know that people would have forgiven them had they lost much more, if not an entire season. I don't I don't know if they were recovered anytime soon. But thankfully, that's a moot point now. And Mike, uh, by the way, when you root for but you, you know what this like when you root for a bad team. You really got to love the game because all your good players, you watch your good players on other teams in the playoffs. That was that was my childhood, watching my guys win for somebody else. I see you, Joe. I ain't even had a team. I was a Braves fan because I grew up in New Orleans. So I know that I know that struggle. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. 
From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, <laughs> you know what? So sometimes uh, writers will write something and then people will push back and they say, I didn't write the headline. Well, Barry, take it. Whether you wrote the headline or not, it represents perfectly what you should be saying and what every Washington Commanders fe- a fan should be feeling. Carson Wentz isn't the answer. End story. I could write the whole thing in about 75 words. I can finally make deadline. This trade, I could have made deadline, Michael. This is still the day after. It blows my mind on, on many levels, just like the obvious ones. You know, Washington, we we got our jokes in about the commanders and there's truth in every joke and everybody knows with the commanders, everything we said is 100% accurate. I, I'm, I'm surprised that the commanders took on Carson Wentz's full contract. I'm surprised that they might, they, they may wind up uh, losing a, a, an additional second round pick. It may not be two thirds. It might be a second and a third. And then the pick swap that we talked about yesterday. I'm also surprised and we didn't really give this enough investigation. And you tell me if you agree with this. I think it's fair to say Carson Wentz is a better quarterback than Taylor Heineke, but if I'm Washington, I'd rather have Taylor Heineke than Carson Wentz, right? Better at what? I, it, I, I guess, you know, he's got more, he's got better traits. He had more touchdowns last year than Heineke. He had fewer interceptions than Heineke. He had a better quarterback rating, but this is all minimal stuff. It's minimal, right, 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 that, that, what you just did. And I'm trying to make the argument. Because I'd rather, I'd stay with what I had and I would say, okay, I'll build around, build around Heineke. That's not a championship formula. I don't think that guy is going to win your championship, but Carson Wentz is not going to win your championship either. And when you found out that Russell Wilson, surprise, surprise, didn't want to come to your stank organization, you knew you weren't, you weren't going to win a Super Bowl this year anyway. So why not be patient? Hold on to your capital for trade somewhere else, not just to hold on to it to draft it, but hold on, you know, you use that third round, third round picks, go out, uh, uh, get another defensive player, go out, get somebody on the offensive line, 
fortify the rest of your team and then live to fight another day on the quarterback front or Mike, maybe you fall in love with one of these quarterbacks in the draft. I just don't understand why they were just so early and so eager and so thirsty to go after Carson Wentz. It, it, it really, the more I think about it, the more, the more confusing it is to me. And, and that too. They and say that, you're not supposed to believe everything you read. And yesterday, it's funny, so I see Darius Leonard's tweet basically shouting out Carson Wentz and thanking him. And I'm like, yeah, you know. Kind of. By all accounts, Carson Wentz is a, is a, no, he didn't kind of thank Carson Wentz. He did. He talked, he, he, he complained about the revolving door at quarterback in Indianapolis. But then I remember saying yesterday, like, you know, hey, Carson Wentz, you know, people like him. Nice guy. Maybe he is a nice guy off the field. And, and this is kind of counterintuitive as a former newspaper man myself, ourselves, uh, as, yeah. as members of the media. But they say don't believe everything you read, especially nowadays. But it's hard not to give some credibility when you're reading the same thing two teams in a row in two very different markets. So this is the athletics Zach Kiefer. It wasn't just the football move. Wentz's play, inconsistent as it was to close the year, wasn't the deciding factor. Colts brass simply didn't trust him to be the franchise quarterback moving forward. And they weren't willing to bring him back in 2022 and hope for better. Thus, the decision was made swiftly after the week 18 debacle in Jacksonville. Wentz wouldn't return for a second season in Indianapolis. The quarterback who learned he was on shaky ground with the organization over the last month reached out to Jim Ursay in hopes of setting up a meeting to quote unquote clear the air, a source said. Ursay declined the meeting because he was out of town. The two spoke later. So leadership, reckless style of play, lack of coachability, it just sounds familiar. And when you look at it, both these franchises were not only inclined, but they bent over backward to accommodate Carson Wentz's development and shall we say emotional well-being. Philadelphia, I'm not sure what else Philadelphia could have done. You want to blame them for taking a quarterback in the second round? Then, okay, that's on you. But Philadelphia gave gave this dude the moon and the stars and moved heaven and earth to make Carson Wentz the man. Got rid of Nick Foles. You know, like they did everything possible to make Carson Wentz feel good. Broke him off something real proper like when it came to that contract that the football team or the commanders uh, has now assumed. Just took it. The Colts. Like, you can't thrive under Frank Reich. Like, it just, what does it say about you? So I got to ask the people in in Washington. I mean, you know, not the first time somebody asked the people in Washington, what the hell are they doing? But like, I just wonder how much homework they did. And this, this, this list of quarterbacks that, that they were desperate to address this position as quickly and expeditiously as possible. Like, who did they talk to? Because I'm, I'm like, how does, how does the same thing get said in Philadelphia that's being said in Indianapolis and, okay. and at least some of it not be true? And at least some of it not be true regarding Carson Wentz and his personality. 
So if your quarterback ain't the most liked guy in the building by the people yeah. he works with, I'm not talking about his teammates. I'm talking about the coaches. I'm talking about yes. management. The quarterback is supposed to be extension of both of those. So this just is, this has failure. This has disaster written all over it. But I guess that's consistent with the organization now known as the commanders. There, there is a there is a larger story here, but please, uh, uh, folks, let's bring that uh, Darius Leonard tweet up one more time. Uh, we'll park there temporarily. Keep the keep the motor running because we're going somewhere else. But I, I'll say, all right, this is why I said Darius Leonard kind of shouted him out yesterday. Now he's trying to say thank you to Carson Wentz. Okay, so if I'm trying to say thank you to thank you Michael Smith, I start off with, here we go again, Diana, thank you. About to be five years with the Colts and five different quarterbacks. That ain't a thank you. And then we get to it. Oh, thank you, Carson, for everything this year, my guy. Wish you nothing but the best. You could have said that about anybody. You could have said that about the, the, the other quarterbacks who were there. So it was clear that that wasn't really a, ooh, oh, I'm going to miss this dude. It's like, hey, thank you. He's just being nice. Darius Leonard's being nice. But what I want to say about this trade for Washington. Washington's the extreme. When we say it's a quarterback league, everybody knows it. It is passing league is geared toward the offense. Blah, blah, blah. You heard it a million times and it's all true. But Washington, we talked about panic earlier with with James Harden. He panicked when he saw Kevin Durant get hurt. Washington panic. It's it's still March man. It's March. You still got your first round pick. You still got work to do, believe it or not, on your draft vetting process. You still have a little more film to watch. Free agency starts on Monday. You don't like what? You you shouldn't be trading for Carson Wentz. You think Carson Wentz is your best answer right now? So they took the quarterback league to an extreme thinking, yeah, it's a quarterback league, so we got to get one before April 1st. Even though our first game is not until September, it's just really stupid. But larger than that, do you do you feel like the teams that are without quarterbacks? Do you feel like there's a similar discomfort, like in, in Carolina? Is, is Carolina uncomfortable knowing that they yeah. don't really have a strong uh, quarterback yeah. situation? Indianapolis I'd say so. now. I'd say so. In, Indianapolis. Do you think Indianapolis is panicking? Clearly, I, I mean, I they think, traded cards. They think had a quarterback. There's a, there's, a sense of, there's a sense of urgency. Well, yeah, I mean, step one was getting rid of the one they had. And I guess, you know, there's always a sucker. So, you know, the commanders helped them with their process. Now they have a vacancy. Now they can add a veteran quarterback, whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo or, or, or somebody else. Um, I think most of the teams that have questions at quarterback have a better plan in place than giving Carson Wentz a third try to the tune of two third round picks. I think I'll say that. I mean, whether, I they're, so. whether they're panicking, you know, whether, you know, the price of, of pork bellies or frozen concentrated orange juice is panicking because, you know, the wife aren't going to want to make love to him because they can't buy his son to GI Joe for the, with the Kung Fu grip panicking. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but I, I think that if you are the Giants, but you're a new general manager, Joe Shane, and you just brought in Brian Dayball. I like the idea of bringing in Mitchell Trubisky as a free agent. 
somebody right. else's mistake, whether drafting him in the first place or poorly developing him, um, bringing in a familiar face to compete with Daniel Jones, your your other mistake. That's a plan. That makes that seems to make sense. Um, if you're Pittsburgh, you've always drafted. So it makes sense that Pittsburgh is going to sit tight and draft somebody. Even though that's an organization that's certainly been quarterback driven throughout its, its glorious history. Cleveland's got to figure out its Baker Mayfield situation one way or the other. But in the meantime, they'll settle for Baker Mayfield. You know, Houston, that's Davis true. Mills, yeah. they'll, 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 they'll get some kind of value yeah. for Deshaun Watson if, if and when he's willing to play. So as I go down the list, it's not as many teams as one would think without a quarterback. I think there's, there's you know two what? conversations. In that list? Do we do we have a quarterback? And do we have a superstar quarterback that can right. take us to the Super Bowl, we believe? So there is there's a there's the there's the rich, there's the contenders, there's the teams trying to get to that level, which Denver just did by getting Russell Wilson. Then there's the middle class. Then there's the teams that have either young quarterbacks who they think have promise, just throwing out one in Chicago. Um, there's Minnesota with Kirk Cousins, who some teams would love to have Kirk Cousins right now. Last year of his contract hasn't won anything, but you could do a lot worse than Kirk Cousins. Uh, there's Philadelphia that think they got something in Jalen Hurts, but you know he yep. ain't the second right. coming necessarily. So when you go down the list, not yet. There's Not only right a f- there's only there's only a few teams that are in the Seattle that are in the uh, Carolina Pitt- New Pittsburgh. Orleans Tampa Bay now uh, you know Detroit you know golf just a placeholder um, who else uh, I mean the that's, a, that's, pr- that's pretty much it and the Steelers. So I mean, so there's only yeah. a few teams that just have a huge, big ass question mark at quarterback. Right. Most of them have somebody that they're like, okay, we're fine, or we're hopeful that he is the long-term answer. So Washington was in that that rarefied. Washington was 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 in a poorhouse when it comes to quarterback. In that, yo, Taylor Heineke ain't it. We got to get somebody. So that desperation, I guess, forced them to overpay. For one Tell of the few what, available guys, I'm with you. I would have, I would have gone the draft route personally, if I, yeah, if I were or, the commanders, or, as opposed to or just giving hold up that much draft capital, or just hold the position, just, just hold the line, hold the line. Now, if you're the coach, and I, I, I'm trying to look at it from all perspectives, so you're a general manager, uh, Mayhew, the general manager. You got a little bit of a grace period, so you don't have to like nobody's. In other words, nobody's expecting you to win this year. Hey. You got this job. You got a championship roster. We want to see some results right now. You're not there. If you're Ron Rivera, you know, most coaches think this way. Most coaches who don't have like the final say, they want to win now. They don't want to hear about a long-term plan. They don't want to hear about two years from now. Give me some wins now. So if, if you're Ron Rivera and you're concerned about job security, what you do is just try to negotiate one more year. On your get a, get a little extension, get a mini extension on your contract. Like, look, if you're gonna ask me, if you're gonna ask me to deal with this quarterback situation, just to wait, then I want some more. I want, I want, I want to get paid for that. I, I'm just trying to be fair, Mike. Really, what's the? Why did Washington do it? 
Like, can you give me I, a, a, I, a honestly? I, yes, I, yes. I'll give no. I'll give you no. Not a positive, but but much simpler. I think we're overthinking it. You know what I think? You know what I think? Here's what I think. He's I a big think name. that's part of it. That's part of it. I think Daniel Snyder and his organization is delusional enough to think that they're a quarterback away. And quarterback away from what? A quarterback away from well, I agree, but in their mind, a quarterback away from the Super Bowl. They, they're looking at it like, okay. oh, Tampa got Tom Brady. They went to the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, the Rams got Matthew Stafford, who had never won anything, and they went to the Super Bowl and won it same way. Let's get it on this trend. This is the hot trend. You trade for a quarterback, and poof, you're in the Super Bowl. That's probably the long and short of it, honestly. And that's the only guy they could get. The only guy that they could actually get realistically was Carson Wentz. So those picks were burning a hole in their pocket, good. and they had to get Carson Wentz. That, that's probably the long and I short of it. They just wanted to get in on this action. Everybody else out here trading for quarterbacks and getting headlines and getting buzz about their team. Let's do something. Probably the long and short of it. It it, it, it makes right. it probably doesn't have to make football sense. Okay. They probably didn't do their okay. due diligence about the person. They just want to get in on this action, get some of some of this quarterback, you know, buzz. You know what I do? The same as these other teams. I tell you what That's I would do. That's all it is. I'll tell you. Too. We get like, go way, way back in the day. Okay, we are. Okay, let's go back in the day. Let's go back to. Uh, Washington Street in the south end, the south end of Boston, and uh, right above Flower Bakery, and go back to our, our franchise, our franchise modes. And for you, you're on Boylston Street. Were you on Boylston Street in Jamaica Plain? Is that what you? Was that your address? Sounds right. That sounds right. All right. So, franchise mode. We start off with a bad team. If I'm the general manager, Always. if I'm franchise, I'm going franchise mode. On the Washington Commanders, first thing I do, I hold on to Taylor Heineke, but I sign a quarterback, and his name is up there. He's a free agent. You know who I sign? And I'm comfortable because I know I've helped our culture, and I've so I've brought some competition to the position. Tyrod Taylor, sign Tyrod Taylor. I mean, that's that's a safe signing. Bring him back home. I I, I might go seven and ten home. with Tyrod Taylor, but I know I'm not. Hey, I'm not way, I know I'm not a championship. Small thing. Team. Small thing, and this is not me like, you know, being, you know, uh, that guy. What, what, what do you call that guy? That old, that old, that old by the way guy? You know, it's Tarod. Did you know that? And I only is learned that really? a couple years ago. Mm -hmm. It's, it's Tarod. Tarod. It's been Tyrod for the masses for years. It's Tarod Taylor. It's yeah. Tarod. I, I know. Mm. I, I, I'm trying to remember what, I think it might have been when I first realized that was maybe Cleveland or maybe it you was know the what? Chargers. But I know he had to actually correct some people, so that's yeah. interesting. I'll call him Tarot. I'm, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't trying to be the well actually. I wasn't trying to be no, the no, well actually right. guy, but it's just one of those no, things like that I, I don't think people have picked up on yet. You know, my, my mama named him Tarot. I'm gonna call him Tarot. But th this is kind of like this mind blowing thing when I found out that Cordero Patterson wasn't Corderell, which sounds more interesting and cooler. Cordero, sure, Corderell. Is what it should be. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-point at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, I mean, in the beginning of the game, our game plan was just to attack Miller and uh, find a match, match on the floor. Um, so when it came down to it, um, we were just looking for Miller, and I was just attacking him every time until they stopped it. Just for that last stretch, they just kept feeding me, told me keep attacking until they stopped it. So um, that's what I did. Um, yeah, the basket felt super big tonight, so I just kept going. Man, you know what, this kid, I, I, I love this kid, first of all. I remember uh, just on draft day, uh, just watching him, he's got so much charisma. Uh, he just, his game hasn't caught up to the confidence level that he has. I mean, Jalen Green, I think is just gonna be a, a, a terrific NBA player, probably start seeing it more consistently next year. Or it's not gonna take long. Next year, the year after, got good size, uh, really uh, is starting to understand the game on a bad team. And I'm glad he's on a bad team. He's got an opportunity to play, no expectations. He can figure this thing out. And you know, you could tell Mike, he wasn't being a jerk. He wasn't being a jerk when he said, oh, what was the game plan? Hey, to attack Melo. <laughs> and so we went at him. And just hearing him say it just without any kind of qualifiers, it just leads me to this. And I, I'd love to know what you think about it. We spent so much time talking about the Lakers storylines, whether it, or Lakers injury. So Anthony Davis is out. Anthony Davis can't stay healthy. LeBron, brilliant at this stage of his career. It's too bad that LeBron has to be around this or Russell Westbrook and all the things that he has been talking about or have been said about him all season long. But you know, maybe there's just a common sense solution a common sense answer to why the Lakers are struggling. They not necessarily that athletic, not necessarily great on individual defense, have uh, some real deficiencies in the starting lineup and in their rotation. This. We talked yeah. about this when so they he lost just the Clippers. And you talk about like, we talk about talent. I'm like, who says the Lakers are so talented? They got names yeah. you're familiar with. And, and and when it comes to Carmelo Anthony in particular, he's never been known for his defense. Certainly wouldn't be at this stage of his career. So I thought Jalen Green said more or less water was wet. Is that he said the quiet part out loud, I guess. You know what I mean? Is that he said No, 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 no. I'm sure he's not the first right, person. That he said it. To say right, yeah. to say 
attack mellow. That's not that's not like a reach. That's not that's not a that's not a unique approach. And and, and he's and mellow's not, not alone. You can approach. attack pretty much anybody you want on the Lakers from a defensive standpoint. It's not a unique approach. The fact that he said it. it's like a lot of things. It, you know, it's like when you're when you're interviewing somebody, and you know it's bad. Okay, it's more interesting when they say it. Like, okay, thank you. Sure. You just don't hear that very often. Yeah, well, I mean, and it, you know, then these young guys—they don't really—they're not afraid of anybody to begin with. And Jalen Green ain't afraid of anybody to begin with the NBA. To your point, um, but least of all uh, these Lakers who cannot win on the road. I think that's nine straight road losses, whereas 11 of seven, the last 17 games uh, are on the road. Uh, I watched this game last night. Um, yeah. Oh, and I still, for the life of me, cannot believe that LeBron kicked it out to the aforementioned Carmelo Anthony. I can't. I, he said Why? Melo had a better look than I did. I, you, you, you disagree? Listen, LeBron, LeBron, no. Look, it's hard for me to disagree with what LeBron saw, but it certainly seemed like an easy reverse layup for him versus a much more difficult shot for Carmelo Anthony. But that's LeBron. He makes what he thinks is the right basketball play and lives with the results. It didn't look like a better shot, but LeBron may have seen it from a different angle because he was actually doing it. Um, but once that happened, I knew they were going to lose the game. And overtime was just, you know, as James Worthy said afterward, overtime was a new low for them. Uh, the Rockets blew the doors off them. This is the second worst team in the Western Conference. Um, yeah. And overtime was, Who's the was worst? quite embarrassing. Who's the worst? The Lakers? I, I meant, I meant record-wise. I, oh, oh. I know, I know. I'm, I'm sorry. No, no, I'm, I'm just, sorry. The second worst team in the league. They're the worst team yeah. in the Western Conference. The only team right. worse by half a game is Orlando. So they're the worst in the Western Conference. Uh, so a uh, point of order there. So, but in the grand scheme of things, as ugly as it's going to get down the stretch for the Lakers with all these road games left, they're not going to lose. They're not. They're going to make the play in. I, 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 and the reason I'm confident right. that they are going to make the play-in, despite how close it is, how close they are to Portland, right now they are two and a half games up on Portland. My math is right. Three more wins. No, I'm sorry, full three games. Three more wins, three yeah. fewer losses. So they're three games up on Portland, who sits in 11th. You, are you, you've, been seeing, you've been watching Portland lately? Portland has yeah, lost oh, it just, their last six. Done. By 194 points, and you can they have see been getting why. the doors blown off of them lately. So Portland's not going to push its way into the play-in. Maybe San Antonio, maybe, but the Lakers are probably safely going to at least finish in the top ten, which means that their road to a meeting <laughs> with with the Suns potentially is going to be. They're going to need to beat both New Orleans and the loser of the Timberwolves Clippers game in order to make the actual playoffs. And if they do, it'll be a Suns team that just knocked off the uh, the Miami Heat, albeit without Jimmy Butler. But then again, the Suns didn't have Chris Paul. So right. long story short, it's just delaying the inevitable. <laughs> at this point, but the thanks to the Blazers, the Lakers will at least make the plan, have to survive the plan, and then they'll probably get waxed by, by Phoenix.
um, you know, if they make I, it. I, so yeah, it's just I, I, it's uh, they're, they're a dead team walking right now. I caught a uh, a reference from LeBron James, you know, talking about somebody obviously asked him the question. They were listening to our conversation, I'm sure. So I asked him a question about the end of the season. And I don't know if they said shut it down, but the, the, the answer, I don't know the context. I don't know what the lead up was, but based on his answer, I'm sure he didn't just pull it out of thin air. So he said uh, essentially what you'd expect. If my knee is all right, paraphrase, my knee's good. I'm out there. I'm not the kind of guy. I'm a competitor. Whether we're nine games out, 19 games out, blah, 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 blah. Same like similar to that 12, you know, buried 12 feet and all that stuff that quote he had before. And I, okay, that's not surprising. That's not surprising. But you know what? I thought about it some more, Mike. And there's a reason I think about, I think about my kids and you know, if you left it up to to our to our middle child, he'd eat chocolate chip cookies every day for lo- breakfast, hey, lunch, and dinner. Who can blame him? Or Oreos, or Oreos uh, every day. He'd eat his snacks. His meals would be snacks, but the reason he doesn't do that is because there's a body over him, two bodies over him, that kind of make the decisions in the house. They take the decisions out of his hands and they make it. And I think the same thing if it comes to that for LeBron James, of course, LeBron James. No, he's not going to do it on his own if you leave it up to him. But it may not be up to him anymore. If I'm the organization, I'm looking very seriously when he missed the game. Like I was just trolling you the other night when he missed was it Monday. He missed the game. He had significant. They called it significant knee pain or whatever. I was going to bring it up and just be my normal self. But I thought about it some more. No. This is if he's got significant knee pain and your team is terrible. Your team is terrible. They don't want to be in the play in. Nobody wants to see the Lakers in the play in. Nobody wants to see the Lakers in the playoffs. I would have there if the Lakers haven't had some discussion about you know procedures in the final 8 to 10 games of the season, they're not doing the job. They're not doing right by this organization. It's not LeBron's decision. If you think he's going to be here, if you think you're going to build a championship team in the 2022-23 season, you really better think about it. You better have that conversation. I think it's a brief one. I mean, again, I don't, don't know have how. It with you. you got to make the decision for him. You got to make yeah, it for him. No, we're not doing. I, it. I think. Throwing in the towel and and throwing in the towel. You're you're effectively suggesting that they throw in the towel and concede that they won't win a championship this year. So there is no purpose in in making the play in and competing to make the actual playoffs. And that's 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 just not going to happen. That's just yeah. And you know what I do? I do it. I'm like like, fine. It's not even a discussion. And I say, okay. Well, in your opinion. I think it is worth having because I, I mean, I'm a like, franchise. I, well, who, okay, go if, ahead. If I'm if I'm the franchise and I've got LeBron James, he is even at at 37, be 38 this year. He's the mm-hmm. most important player in our entire organization, and he's having he's clear like what we know. Just think about this, and it's most it's like this in most 
professional sports. What we know and the reality of what is, there's usually a gulf there. So what we know is that he has some significant knee pain. I don't know what the hell's going on for real. And so LeBron James is telling you that he's have he has knee pain and your team your team is the worst team in the Western Conference. You are. You're the worst team. You're worse than Houston. You're the worst team. The record doesn't say you're the worst, but you are. Maybe you're better than Portland. Okay, okay, Portland's the worst, but you're down there. You're down in that in that territory. The way they're playing. And you're gonna have you you have championship aspirations going forward. I think about it and I let him rip us. I let him come out, give a press conference. This is not me. This is all the front office. They're dumb. They're stupid. They don't understand. Yep. Go ahead. Say all you got to say. We're protecting you. We're protecting you because we don't want in the final week of a meaningless season. Now it didn't start off that way in the final week of a meaningless season. Now you go blow out your knee and now what? I think about it. I'm sorry. I know you don't agree. This guy doesn't agree, but from a management, from an ownership perspective, I think it's a, a valid, valid conversation. Okay. All right. I'm. You don't. Okay. I I don't. I don't. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't. I. That's fine. It kind of it kind of is what it is. You know what I mean? It just it's just they're not. Yeah. They're not wired to concede. And then you know. You still are seduced by the potential of uh, of Anthony Davis coming back, you know. And somewhere deep down, you feel like, hey, we still haven't played our best basketball. Call it delusion, call it naivete, but I think all of them feel like there's still something else there that they haven't tapped into yet. There's just a matter of time before they find it. Otherwise, you know, what's the point if you don't if you don't believe that you can compete? So, I hear you. It's I mean, in a vacuum, you want to protect his uh. You want to protect his health, but um, yeah, that, 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 that would be a, a worse look. To me, it's a worse, it's a worse look to just throw in a towel and admit defeat and, and have on your resume that you did not make the play-in and you decided not to make the play-in on the playoffs, <laughs> just to quit, just to give up. They'll make it just anyway. To, just to say, They'll make it. we suck. No, with him they will. The only way they won't is if they pull him out. And to what end? I mean, they save him, but they're not. It's not like they're keeping a draft pick, you know. Um, yeah, he's preserving yeah, health. It would it would it would be a worse look. It, I'd rather put franchise. the I'd rather he rather put the miles on him rather than. Simon Miles. Yeah. I mean, like put I that think, on your put that on your on your conscience just to just yeah, just but to it's no con- it's, tank. I think it's for no reason. I think it's on your Nail conscience. It it's on. Well, it's not tanking. It's just mailing it's, in the it's on your conscience. No, yeah, right. it's, it's, it's not tanking because your... they don't have a, a, a pick. You're right. Well, right. So that's one, but it's it's on your conscience if you just shut it down with nothing else going on. It's the record is the only thing out there, but the record is not the only thing out there. The other thing out there is he's banged up. I, I, I don't okay. think he's slightly banged up. I think he's he's probably uh, laboring, and he was. He was this. Just this week, he missed the game because his knees were too sore.
At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every basket, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a three-pointer at the buzzer to tie the game or a player that goes two for two at the foul line. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. All right, so Russell Wilson saying goodbye to the 12s. I'll talk about the 12s another time. Uh, Seattle, I love you. Forever grateful. Go Hawks. That's, that's the only thing missing. You should have put Go Hawks on there. But I'm you can't say that, that now that he's gone. I might, I might, I might miss it. Go Broncos. Go Broncos doesn't have the same ring to it. No, it's not. No, it's it's not it doesn't right? roll off the tongue the same way. How about... How about go Bronx? Go Bronx. But nobody calls him the Bronx. Yeah. Who, who go, are you, go Dexter St. Jacques or something? Like, where, where, where are you joining <laughs> us from? Mark Spears was in Africa. Where are you? Dexter St. Jacques. <laughs> Come here. I don't even know. You know, it's, you know, it's funny you don't woman. need to know the reference, and it's still hilarious. Um, you don't know oh, the reference? You know, what, well, hold on. No, hold so, on. You, know, so, you don't know, you know Dexter St. Jacques? Oh, my no. God. The name was Bro, perfect, though. Whoever did the casting. Oh. Uh, Eddie Murphy. <laughs> that would be Eddie Murphy raw. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> okay. raw. That's that's from raw. Such a such that's a from raw. Okay, I, I I don't have I don't have raw known in the back of my head uh, or the back of my hand as much as like laughing my pain from Kevin Hart. Yeah, guilty. Sorry about that, guys. No woman, no Sorry. cry. <laughs> that's great. Anyway, um, so hey man, uh, Brandon, social media guru, what's going on, man? We got that Russell Wilson goodbye. I'm sure with this week, everybody's been talking about quarterbacks. We got a quarterback. We had two quarterback trades, one from a, for a, from a Hall of Famer, for a Hall of Famer, the other one for Carson Wentz. Yep. And a quarterback re-signing, yeah. Aaron Rodgers. No, there, there's, there's been a lot of it's, – it's in the streets. It's one of those days where it's Thursday, but it feels like uh, n- next Monday. There's been a lot of news has been hitting. But there's people that like the move. There's people that don't like the move. Ice Troll doesn't like the move at all. He said Ice Troll. Wilson, Wilson didn't win anything in Seattle. It was the Legion of Boom in beast mode. His issue is he soaks up all the money. Great D-ball, though. So happy he's gone. Do you even? This doesn't even smell like this doesn't pass the smell test. I don't believe, dude. I don't believe Ice Troll. 
If he is a well, Seattle fan. Istro, well, Istro, that's, Mike, I don't know about you. I think it's just a bad job of trolling. You go troll, you got to be a little more convincing than that. That's all you got? He's a polar. He's a polarizing guy. Russell Wilson, is despite he? his accolades, yes. There are a lot of people who do believe he's overrated. There's a lot of people. Uh, I think part of it is um, part of his personality. I think a lot of it, speaking of the Legion of Boom and, and Beast Mode, I think that tension that he had with Marshawn and Sherm and, and, and some of the mm. guys in that locker room ended up kind of infecting, for lack of a better word, people's opinion of Russell Wilson uh, and Russell Wilson, shall we say, authenticity. Um, and so I think there's a lot of people that just don't, that he's not a lot of people's cup of tea. It's the so coolness factor, to, right? Uh, Bel Air yeah. is the difference so between Carlton and, and Will Smith. Yeah, yeah that's, yeah, that's yeah, one yeah. way of putting it. Yeah, so, so as, hey, as, hey, you know, as one, when, he, when you're evaluating him as a player, he's got some numbers and so in terms of in terms of the success, but also his individual performance that are unmatched in NFL history to start a career. He's never gotten an MVP vote crazy enough, but he's on his way to the Hall of Fame just based on the numbers that he's put up and the Super Bowl that he does have. Um, so I think that's got a lot to do with it. People's judgment of Russell Wilson is colored by their opinion of him as a person. Um, I think yeah. it's, a, it's a stretch to certainly say he didn't win anything. It was all the Legion of Boom, all beast mode. Their identity was defense and running, but they don't do any anything close to what they did the last decade without Russell Wilson. That's crazy. See, you know, I, I, you, you just touched on something. You touched on something with the whole. Uh, I remember that that story that came out, Brandon and Michael, about uh, Russell Wilson and some players. Let's just come, come, come on. Let's just go right there. Let's just uh, let's just bowl over the elephant. And some people said he wasn't black enough. They didn't think he was black enough. All right. I want to ask you about guys, that. I'm not even talking about his black. Oh, okay. I mean, like, because oh, okay. I don't. Okay. Yeah, when I'm not said, even talking about his when you quote said unquote blackness. Yeah, yeah. When you said, uh, I thought you were, da- you know, with the authenticity and all that. I don't stuff. dance. I, like, I already okay, told that- you that. I don't. I don't dance. I, I say exactly. I, I don't. I don't dance around what I'm saying. I'm saying authentic. You could be fake, and and your blackness have nothing to do with it. They got blackity black okay. people who are fake. Here's another word: fake. There are some people who think he's fake. That the, the, the whole Go Hawks thing yeah. that we talked about a second ago. Like there's people think that he's about his brand and he's not, you know, he's about he's got his own agenda to stand the other, you know, remember when we let we talked about his workout video Remember he was on on the um, on the beach somewhere. Oh, yeah. oh, and he was standing the, on the angles. Leg. It was dope. It was dope. Yeah, it was hey, a production. You know what though? It's so I happen to like Russell Wilson personally. Me too. I think there are a lot of people who are turned off by him in general and then they look at his play and look at his struggles and it just is confirmation bias that oh he ain't all that to begin with blackness ain't got nothing is to do with it. I wasn't giving that the time. Okay, of day. okay. He did clash okay. with Russ with with Richard Sherman. He did clash with Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch has since confirmed that he thought they, they threw the ball from the one yard line because they wanted Russell Wilson to be the hero. Marshawn yeah. said that that was a suspicion. Marshawn has said that. So there was, there was a personality issue at play. There was a personality conflict with Russell and the organization, which goes back to why I said they made the best of a bad situation. He was he didn't want to be there, and they certainly didn't want to pay him $50 million in two years because that's not their organizational model, you know which what? I think is you know what, what, the, what hey, the, you know. that person was getting to. Ice, ice troll, he was getting out like, hey, they weren't, try, they weren't trying to pay him in a couple of years. Well, hey, uh, so, some people this, say, that's, that's kind of some funny. people say fake. Some people say fake, I say strategic. 
The brother's strategic. Give him credit. I'm glad he. Uh, I'm glad he's gonna get what he wants today. Hey man, he married Sierra. He a damn good quarterback who won a Super Bowl and he married Sierra. My guy's doing something right. Okay. I mean, ain't, ain't, no, ain't no. Ain't no hate coming from this direction. That's strategic. Speaking you know. of strategy. People are coming at Pete Carroll. Obviously, uh, Dr. Jason Johnson said that Pete Carroll was the one that should have been up out of there instead of Russell Wilson. Ramon DeCurta says, giving Pete Carroll draft picks is like giving money to a wino. You know he will waste it. Denver just traded spare chains to a wino for 100 acres of property he inherited but didn't value. I think that is the exact reason the little That's conflict great. between Pete That's Carroll and, and Russell Wilson, he never valued him. I don't think he ever valued him. If he didn't value him, that feels extreme. I don't know that he valued him enough to say it's your team, do what you want. I think he had a certain identity that he wanted to stick to right. and was probably stuck in his ways, like a lot of old people are. I could attest to that. Um, but I don't know that he didn't well, value. Okay. I mean, they, they, you know, or, or maybe he just said one thing and did another because it was the, I think there was just the quote. Where somebody asked him if he was, uh, you know, seeing the end of his career. He's like, no, nah, I got three. Three is the best thing that ever happened to me. I, you know, as long as I got three, I'm not trying to go anywhere. I think this was nothing more than a relationship that had run its course, as a lot of relationships do. Well, look, I'm no Seattleite. Is that what they call him? If you're from Seattle, is it? That Seattle sounds like you conjugated that perfectly. Yeah, it sounds, okay. that sounds good. I, I, I'm going to put my money on you got that right. I'm, 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 I'm okay. going to guess that you got that right. So if the ice troll before says the Seahawks were all Legion of Boom and this guy says Pete Carroll just waste your draft picks. Well, wasn't Richard Sherman part of Legion of Boom and Cam Chancellor? Oh, it's been a long time. Bobby, they've, they've, they've I, I know, record but, hey, but listen, great. hey, if you draft, you draft Russell Wilson in the third round, you draft How many coaches can say, hey, I drafted like three or four Hall of Famers because Bobby Wagner's going to the Hall of Fame. Russell Wilson's going to the Hall of Fame. I don't know about chance like chance was a really good player. Sherman's a good player. Not Hall of Famers, but really good. Earl Thomas really good. Uh, they, they've made some pretty good trades and and draft picks over the years. DK Metcalf. Come on, man. Gotta give him credit. Sketchy at best, but they've had some hits. Lo sketchy. So, uh, call everybody. Everybody's call draft is sketchy. Calling an audible audible. Uh, what else you had in the uh, comment section, Brandon? What else, just, oh, just, what else just, some, just some what shade towards Carson Wentz. Just some shade, shade towards Carson Wentz. All right, we, we've devoted, uh, we've quick, devoted more than enough part of the show to him. Uh, this is from Schefter four minutes ago. Uh, Bears are attempting to finalize a trade now that will send six-time Pro Bowl defensive end Khalil Mack to the Los mm. Angeles Chargers. Ooh, I, I like it. it. I don't the AFC. Well, you know, I'm going to start referring to that division as the cool mo, as cool mo D. That's just the yeah. cool mo D division. Like that's that's just you don't get that reference, Brandon. Um, but Go that's ahead, just that, no, he gets cool it. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, yeah. Don't hate on him. Don't hate on him. Brandon. What's the reference? I hate on him. He's young. He knows. He knows. Cool mo D is a rapper. Why would I be calling that division the cool mo D division? The right. Brandon. Uh, oh, 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 okay. oh, 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 I got it. I got it. I got oh. it. What is it? Will Smith. Wow. Wow. Wes. I got you. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Will okay. Smith. All Wait, right. that's okay. we're gonna pretend Will Smith right. and Kevin Klein didn't make that movie. That's got nothing right. to do with that. That's two different things. <laughs> that awful movie. Chest and love cool is two different things. Okay, but you know, that's a good recovery. Uh, anyway, that's a good recovery. Khalil Khalil Mack 
on the Chargers defense. Why don't, you said you didn't like it, Brandon? For who? Well, we'll see what the package is. We'll see what the, what the Chargers are giving up. But you don't let like me it for respond the to what you say. Let me say. Let me respond with you. With you. With you. I, I don't like it for the Chargers. I don't like it for the Chargers. I don't think it makes them any better than they were yesterday. Adding Khalil Mack opposite Joey Bosa doesn't make them there's better. There's a lot of people. There's a lot what? of younger people that are opposite Brandon? Joey Bosa that are making just as much good. Just as Jerry Tillery, like, like, there's plenty of defenders on that defensive line uh, wreaking havoc. I don't know if Khalil Mack, I think he complicates things versus like streamlines it, but that's just me. It's, it was like, By it was way, like when uh, a second, second sorry, round pick. It's like when Clowney moved to, yeah, I don't know. I don't like it. Second round, just uh, housekeeping, second rounder and a sixth rounder in 2023. That's the, that's what the Chargers are sending to the Bears for Khalil Mack. Okay, well, that's worth it. That's worth it. That's worth it. That's worth it. Cause there's nothing. That's worth. Lord, it. what? Okay, for the for the second time today, won't he do it? If you're the Chargers, if you're the Chargers, say wait a minute, wait a minute. We have to give we give up a second round pick, and a six rounder. We get Khalil Mack, and it's a great so trade. that's them. That's a great trade. I'll tell you who else. I'll tell you who else it's loves it, Brandon. Trade. Khalil Mack, because he's got a quarterback. He was in Chicago for a long time. He had to deal with a young quarterback in Justin Fields. He had to deal with the backup who became the starter in Andy Dalton, an overdrafted guy in Mitchell Trubisky all over the place. Now he has got an alpha, a superstar quarterback, and he can just do his thing. For the first time in his career, super, he's not you the shading. only superstar on the roster. Ain't no shade. You, you, that's, you're that's, shading, no, you're shading Derek Carr. You're shading Derek Carr a little bit. Yes. But yes, Derek Carr's not a superstar. Derek Carr, hey, friend of the program, we love you. But he's a, he, he, even Derek Carr is not going to call Here's my thing. Here's my thing. I think Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald has proven that uh, true, true uh, mess up the players, what is that, whatever Chris Sims says, is in the inside. So unless Khalil Mack moves to three technique like Aaron Donald, I really don't see him making that, that huge of a difference at ta- could, uh, could, going up against these tackles. Up, you could F up the player from the edge, homie. Like, okay, wait, like, listen, okay. I get that Khalil Mack was hurt last year, okay? But we're still talking about one of the most disruptive guys oh my. in the league. Ooh, I mean, wow. I, Brandon, I, I respectfully, dude, like, <laughs> he, he, you, you're talking like he washed. He's talking like he is washed. Like, I'm sorry. What, what, trade, what have you done for me lately? What have you done for me lately? So he's not washed. Okay, he he's got not hurt washed. Last we just don't know. Year. We just don't know. We don't he know. He got hurt last year. Dude, he's, he's 30. He's 30. And okay, whatever whatever Khalil Mack has done, with all due respect to, I mean, I, I know he had Leonard Floyd at one point. I don't remember everybody that's been opposite with Khalil Mack. He has never had the benefit of having the offense having to pay attention to Joey Bosa. So he's going he's going to rush from the weaker side. This is I mean, look, as big a trade as Russell tough. Wilson to Denver was, this is a notch below and the only reason I put it a notch below is because Khalil Mack doesn't play quarterback. But right. in that division, when you got to stop Patrick Mahomes and you got to stop now Russell Wilson and Derek Carr and you get to do it with uh, uh, this is on a team that was a borderline playoff team. That, that almost went to the playoffs instead of Las Vegas last year. You get to put Joey Bosa and Khalil, run Khalil Mack out there. You're talking like Khalil Mack time, is a jag, bro. No, 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 no. When's the last time Khalil Mack finished the season? Like, played 18 or not 18 games. The year before. Games. What, six, the year 16? before. 
Yeah. The year before. And the year before that. The first year he got the first year he got to the Bears. Khalil, that contract year, Khalil, that money, that money year. No, he, the, for the last for all three years, all three years with the Bears, he played in pretty much every game. He missed he missed two games in 2018. Played every game in 2019. Played every game in 2020. He's a, whatever for whatever it's worth. He was a Pro Bowler one, two, three, four, five, six straight seasons. Three time All Pro. I shouldn't have to give you Khalil Mack's resume. Like this no, is no, a no, dominant no. player when healthy. He's a do- he's a dominant you. player. Like Just I don't even know why another... we're talking about this. We shouldn't even be talking about whether Khalil Mack is good. We should be talking about like, do we need to reorganize our pecking order for the AFC West? Because mm. I think well, 10 minutes, 10, yeah. 15 minutes ago, you'd have, pro- you'd have probably put, I mean, I know Michael likes the Broncos. You probably would have put it the Chiefs. Yeah. And since the Raiders made the playoffs, you probably would have put the Chargers last to that division. With one move, I think you have to put the Chargers in the conversation for whether or not they can win that division. You know the Chargers have no fear of the Chiefs to begin with. That's, you know what the Chargers could do on offense. Again, they damn near made the playoffs last year. The Broncos have a rookie coach. I know Michael doesn't love Brandon Staley's fourth down uh, affinity fourth, for going for fourth it on down, fourth down. Fourth down from you his know. own seven. But Khalil, <laughs> you know, Mack, this that, is a it, massive it, it, trade for a second hey, round and pick. You know what, guys? And a sixth in twenty twenty three. This is massive. It's a it's a it's a conversation. Uh, it, it it alters conversations not just in, in a football sense. But just think about it, as recently as three or four years ago, before SoFi was finished, the Chargers moving from San Diego to Los Angeles, the Rams, you know, supposedly can't get traction in LA. Shout out to football in Los Angeles now. You got the Super Bowl champs. SoFi mm-hmm. is incredible. And now the Chargers make a move. So think about all the superstars you have just in that market between the two teams. I, I'm, I'm, really, I'm really excited to see... Uh, what it what it does for the Chargers another, and what it does for the division. Great division. There's another there's another macro point to be made too, and this kind of goes back to what we were talking about a second ago with Russell Wilson, um, and the model that the Seahawks had before they had to start paying him. You got Justin Herbert on a rookie contract, no different than Cincinnati. Got Joe Burrow on a rookie contract. You got these kids on rookie contracts. You got to maximize this window when your quarterback is cheap and you could put some talent mm-hmm. around him and go for it. And the Chargers right. last year, their D line and their run defense was their Achilles. And their, their pass defense wasn't bad, maybe because people ran on them so well. But, bro, this is this is this is this is big. Bosa and Mac, whew, God bless you. I think they were so Having good. They were them. so good. They were so good already. And I don't know if this makes them like better, but they were just so good. They're still so good. I'll, I'll, I'll go out on the limb and say it does. I'll go. I'll, I'll go out on the limb and say it does. Not, they're not as nice you. as they're not as nice as that shirt. They're not as nice as, as, as your ensemble today with with, with a little bit of taco, just a little bit of taco meat. Little taco, little they're taco not meat. As, you know, I got, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You, dre- you dress it like a father of two now. Now you dress it like a father hey, of hey, two. Hey Brandon, here, got my toes Brandon, out. Go, uh, go, go find Dexter St. Jock. Go listen to that. Tell us what you think. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every goal, every game, every point, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a game-winning goal in the final seconds of overtime or a shot on the goal in the first period. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 
21 plus only. Must be present in Virginia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.